Welcome back, lads and ladettes, to episode 75. I guess we're going to hop right into this one. Philly posted on his story and the lad story who your favorite athlete to wear number 75. Who is your favorite athlete to wear number 75? Got a lot of good responses, but we've narrowed it down for our episode 75 player battle. Philly, yeah. take it away. Yeah, so um, these two guys I were picked, we had overwhelming response for the two of them. They were kind of like the majority write-ins. And uh, in this competition, in the spirit of the fights that went on last night, uh, there was big UFC fights that went on. And then there was obviously the big boxing match that I could think a lot of people were kind of intrigued by, which was YouTube star Jake Paul fighting an MMA fighter, Ben Askren. Uh, but we'll kind of get into that later on. But in the spirit of that, their fight, or we're going to put these two competitors in a 1v1 boxing match. So with that being said, let's get into our competitors. Our first competitor, drafted in the 8th round, 207th overall by the Boston Bruins in the 1993 NHL Entry Draft. He played 16 seasons in the NHL for the Boston Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs, Pittsburgh Penguins, Montreal Canadiens, Nashville Predators, and the Philadelphia Flyers. In 1,106 NHL games played, he totaled 36 goals and 148 assists for 184 points, as well as racking up 960 penalty minutes. He's an NCAA champion, a world championship bronze medalist, and a Stanley Cup champion. He is currently a radio broadcaster for the Nashville Predators, a six foot seven, 243 pound defenseman from Concord, Massachusetts, Hal Gill. And his competitor in the 1v1 boxing matchup. Drafted in the fifth round, 156 overall by the St. Louis Blues in the 2005 NHL entry draft. He's currently in his 11th NHL season playing for the St. Louis Blues, Pittsburgh Penguins, and currently in his fourth season with the Vegas Golden Knights. In 686 games played, he's collected 49 goals and 52 assists for 101 points while putting together an impressive 937 penalty minutes. Collecting the NHL's most hits in 2018-19 and 2019-20 with 305 and 316 respectively. A six foot one, 225 pound right winger from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Ryan Reeves. So, <laughs> McGee, boxing match. These two are gritty NHL players. Ryan Reeves still plays. Hal Gill, he retired re- uh, not too long ago, not recently necessarily, but um, both guys racked up a considerable amount of penalty minutes in their time. Hal Gill, six foot seven, 243 pounds. Ryan Reeves, six foot one, two hundred and twenty-five pounds, and both guys you you really probably don't want to mess with uh, out there on no. the ice. No. So, one v one boxing matchup. Who do you think has the advantage here? Um, before we get into it, I can't believe we didn't include Michael Orr in episode seventy-four. Michael Orr wore number seventy-four. Yeah, for the Baltimore Ravens, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> And we went with TJ Oshi, and he currently wears number 77. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so now we're going to get to 77 and not, no, not know who to pick. We'll pick yeah. coffee probably, but the other one is, we'll figure that out. But with the boxing, it's hard to root against a good old Winnipeg boy. I mean, everybody knows Ryan Reeves is an absolute nail. Mm-hmm. But, like, I want to pick the Canadian over the American here, but I don't know if, if you can really compete with a six foot pushing six <laughs> yeah. foot eight 250 pound man like yeah 
unless Hal Gill has like really short T-Rex arms and like Reeves has a longer reach for some reason. Yeah. Then I'd maybe go with Reeves, but I don't know, dude. I think Hal Gill takes this one pretty easily. And like, he's got a, like, I mean, they're both thick guys, but you look at Hal Gill's face and this guy's just like, got a box head, man. This guy, like, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got like an Easter Island statue head. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think you, uh, that's such a good way to put it. Yeah. I don't think you'd like do any damage. You could knock that thing as hard as you could and it, it just wouldn't budge. I, uh, I was thinking Hal Gill because of the reach. Uh, like six seven is insane. He's got six inches on Ryan Reeves, but I think Ryan Reeves is more of like a nutcase than Hal Gill. I like, agree. I kind of I feel like Hal Gill's more like calm. He, he, 960 penalty minutes, but like he, I feel like he's more, yeah, he's more reserved and like probably I like I don't know from what I've seen and stuff and like when I I've heard interviews with him he more was just like go out there and play the game and like be a defenseman and then like fight and be gritty when he had to rather than like be gritty as his job whereas Ryan Reeves like his entire <laughs> all he does like all he's really supposed to do is like intimidation factory chips in here just be and a pest but yeah be a pest be just a savage on the ice and I think he would be able to like have that psycho mentality where he could just eat punches and not like not be phased and i feel like he'd be able to like get in tight on how gill and like get in there and throw some bombs and i also yeah. feel like he might be able to throw punches harder i agree i feel like with that reach comes like there's less power yeah like, i don't think by how the gill time it generate... fully gets out there it's like it's lost some steam yeah from, like, definitely wind up to connection how gills like lost a little bit of steam whereas ryan reeves is just power punches only from from the very mm. beginning yeah and then think of how gills who he's getting he, he might have gotten soft with his old age he probably has a family <laughs> yeah. and a wife and kids he's got to worry about yeah i i like that like i don't honestly go either way man like it could go either yeah. way i'm i'm just i, I think if he, how gill just plays it smart just keeps him at a distance with those long arms of his and and just kind of, I, I feel like he's just calm, cool, and collected. Like, Hal Gill is just, all he did is just, like, gets the puck out of his zone, like, every time. <laughs> yeah. He's just a, a zone-exiting specialist. Yeah. yeah. I think just that kind of, he knows his role. He's going to stick to it. He's not going to deviate from the game plan. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a smart, tactical, a smart, tactical mind in the yeah. room. Yeah, fair enough. I'm still sticking with Reeves. I also kind of feel like that Manitoba... Yeah, it's upbringing hard to, it's hard is, to argue with that. Uh, <laughs> he's battle tested. He's definitely yeah. the kind of guy who, like, him and his family have rivalries with other families back home in Manitoba, and like yeah. they go to the bar and just have all out brawls and stuff. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm sticking with Ryan Reeves here. So I, I guess we got a tie in episode seventy five. How Gill Ryan Reeves one v one boxing match. It's a tie. McGee takes How Gill. I'll take Ryan Reeves in this one. We should, what we should do is like after every battle, I mean, we have started doing it recently, but after every battle, if it ends in a tie, put the pull up in the story and then we declare like the actual winner like okay. pr- prior to the next player battle. That way we have a yeah. definitive winner because ties, we can't do that. It's a no. boxing match. I guess, yeah, I don't think you'd have a tie in a boxing match unless you both get knocked out at the same time. <laughs> yeah. They both just throw bomb at the same time. Like yeah, just, they're both yeah. sleeping together. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, because we did put up a poll of uh Kastitz and Oshi for the uh 1v1 match play at Augusta oh, National. Oshi Oshi won that by a landslide. Oshi ran away with that one. So and we were all on TJ Oshi as well. So that one was just clear cut TJ Oshi winner. Like nobody even 
considered Kostitsyn in that one. I can't even imagine people in the polls considered Kostitsyn. They're yeah. just like, no, this one's the lock of the century. There's, TJ yeah, there's there's no way that that Kostitsyn would even. And then we had a message from from our lads, uh, lads skincare, uh, our lads skin company, Masters Draft. The winner Liam Sweetie messaged us on the account, and he sends us another <laughs> yeah. article about Sergey Kostitsyn getting in like a getting a DUI and crashing his car. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, man, like it's got to be Oshi on this one. Like it's a miracle if Sergey even gets to the course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let alone makes it through the eighteen. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, what, what, is, what else does he say here? He's like, it's a miracle that he even makes it to the course. And he goes, ever since the Habs uh, got him and Radulov, he's got kicked out of the hotel bar, and he's currently like he's captain of his team. Yeah, right now, and still does shit like that. So. This guy clearly is just living the dream over in Belarus or the KHL, wherever the fuck he's playing now. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, HL. I-C-E-H-L. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to know what that means. I didn't even like put any research into it. I just saw ICHL and called it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like ICHL. Intercontinental like, European Hockey League or something. Something like, if I had to guess. I feel like that's a good guess. I feel like that's a good guess. What is the ICHL? Let's find out. Central European... I don't know what the I stands for, but oh, it's international. Europe. Okay, International Central European Hockey League. Nice. There you go. Top tier league enough. in Austria. Mm-hmm. Features teams from Italy, Hungary, and Slovakia. Wow. Nice. Good for him. Good for him. Just chilling over yeah. there. Still Getting in the, one. Uh, top European league, though. So that's pretty good. Exactly. Like... Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, moving on. Uh, Part of the reason that we decided to do a boxing match in this competition was because last night, Ben Askren and Jake Paul, that's who it was, Jake or, yeah, uh, yeah. they fought for, and it's another, it's just all for show. Like these guys, um, Jake Paul is like a YouTuber making who knows what off of his vlogs and social There's media no and all that shit, like just from being an absolute asshole online like he's literally has a no talent nothing out of nowhere these youtubers decide they're going to start boxing each other to like hash out beefs which i guess in a way is kind of cool but like at the end of the day it's not actually about the beefs at all it's literally just about these guys collecting huge checks from these fights yeah and uh jake paul recently fought uh nate robinson who he's that like really really short nba player and he slept nate robinson like there were memes everywhere of this guy after the fact him sleeping on couches new mattresses like yeah. anywhere and everywhere this guy could be sleeping he was sleeping and ben Askren put out something basically saying like nate robinson was embarrassing up there and he could knock out jake paul and here we are a couple months later he fights jake paul I really thought that Ben Askren was going to be able to win this fight. Like, obviously, we're not MMA guys. We've watched the stuff, but like, so we don't have to get too much into it. But MMA guy, those guys are nails. Like, they are, they are different animals. They're built different. Like, those guys are beasts. And uh, the punches they take are definitely way harder than what Jake Paul was throwing. Cause like, it's, they just have those little pads on their knuckles in MMA or UFC, whatever the hell. Ben Askren fights in and those guys are trained way differently. And then he goes in the ring with Jake Paul. And I'm thinking he's going to whoop Jake Paul and 10 seconds in, he gets air quote knocked out. Right. And uh, basically what happened was he just, he took a punch and then just like, didn't continue the fight. Like he like got knocked down and then that was it. That was the fight. The fight was over like 10 seconds in, but McGee, my question for you is, 
would you, because of the, what the payout was, would you get knocked out in 10 seconds in a, you like a international fight like that for 500 grand? Dude, hundred percent. I guarantee you, he probably <laughs> yeah. made more than he probably made more than five hundred grand in that fight. Like, yeah, probably, yes, but like hundred percent, I get knocked. I dude, I've been knocked out for free, not like by <laughs> punching me, but I've been like knocked out in hockey temporarily. Like, yeah, or like blah blah blah. I've been skating around with the fucking. I can't see anything, and my eyes are open. Like, I've been out of it. So yeah. if I've done that for free, hundred percent, I'd be knocked out uh, cold. Like, it, yeah, for five hundred grand, without a doubt, man. I've put my body through worse than that. Yeah, because I was thinking too, like how much do you think these guys make from their MMA or UFC fights? Like probably a good chunk of change, but I would imagine none of what he's made in one single fight would compare to what he made in that fight last night. There was no. a video of him walking down, like we were talking about it. They were walking down the tunnel or the hallway, whatever the hell it was with his yeah. wife and she's hugging him. They're laughing, they're smiling. And this guy doesn't have a care in the world. He just got knocked oh. out by some barely but barely though the guy like yeah he barely knocked out, like, knocked out. but he got up in like three seconds was yeah. talking to the ref look like he's probably just like nah man i'm done like yeah I, i'm I, good i took a hit i took a hit i stepped in the ring give me my money and i'm out of here like yeah like that's it thanks for coming so yeah. i would i would 100 percent take it because even like like if i had to get in a ring with floyd mayweather like i don't know if we talked about the floyd mayweather conor mcgregor thing where they uh they boxed and McGregor took that paycheck and he lasted like however many rounds with Floyd and like actually put up a decent fight for the first bit. And then it was, it was over. And I was like, man, I would take a huge paycheck to get dummied by Floyd like that for however long, but to take a Jake Paul punch as opposed to a Floyd made Mayweather punch and collect at minimum 500 grand us. Oh my God. You couldn't sign me up and put me in the ring fast enough. Like, I would think that the damage you'd take from Floyd after a fight like that would be pretty significant. Like you'd probably be beat up for a while and recovering. I can't imagine Ben Askren is hurting too much today. Like he probably no. woke up feeling pretty good, pretty happy about the money he just grabbed. Yeah, you know, I probably think that like nowadays, I, like currently, Jake Paul probably throws harder than McGregor does, or not McGregor, but then uh, Floyd. Maybe yeah, than Floyd does, just because Floyd's like whatever in his early 50s now and jake paul's a 24 guy and he's just like he's an idiot he's got like idiot strength so this guy just like <laughs> yeah this guy just like throws as hard as he can yeah uh with like no regard for the other guy's life and then floyd is more tactical and he's never really known as like a striker as much as he was just like a smart like defensive boxer he's more yeah a strategist fair. uh so i'd rather, probably rather take a punch from floyd and it's just a better story to tell too yeah you fought floyd like, yeah <laughs> but man like ben Askren, i th honestly think it was just a smart like pr move on his part like just getting in where you see the money is like make it happen yeah like get your collect your paycheck and get the hell out like you can tell this one this guy's a wrestler like that was his background his background is yeah. a wrestler not as not as a striker he's a grappler first and yeah. foremost so two it didn't even look like he spent a day training this guy looks like he's been no. sitting in his backyard it is like whatever lake house with his he wife looked and kids. awful he looks terrible. And the moment he stepped in the ring, I'm like, one, I didn't even know how old Ben Askren was. I said, he's 36 years old. He, yeah. was, he was shorter. He was lighter. He had a shorter reach and his body looked like shit. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God, okay. Like Jake Paul's winning this fight. Like I want Askren to win because Jake Paul's an asshole. Yeah. But I'm like, Jake Paul's winning this fight. Yeah. And he did. And that's fine, man. Ben Askren didn't look hurt. He was whatever. The, all the <laughs> fights leading up to it were so trash. I didn't even watch. I didn't even were, waste my time watching. There was there only one fight that was worth watching, and it was well. I think this guy Joe Forney in the pink shorts knocked the dude out, and then 
there was another one where this guy threw like a kidney shot and the guy was like in so much pain. He was lying on the ground for like 10 minutes straight and couldn't get up. I don't no even way. see. How, yeah. I don't even see how he left the ring. I didn't even <laughs> see, like they didn't show that part. He just like, then this, the, the McGregor or the Paul Askren fight started. Who knows where this guy is, but <laughs> hope he's okay. Cause he yeah. was, he was like screaming. We had the whole medical team out there. He's really captured a kidney or broke his couple of ribs or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'd take a punch, whatever. And it's pretty crazy how people can just like step in. Like I know Logan Paul, Jake's brother is like fighting uh, Mayweather. So many boxers, I'm getting a little confused. <laughs> and like, dude, I was, I was talking to my roommates last night while we were watching this thing. And like, it's so messed up how like, that's like the equivalent of some, like a YouTuber with a good following just signs an NHL contract and then gets a shot at the cup, for, like at the cup in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. It's out of nowhere. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, and they then, get all the glory. And then Jake Paul's record is is three and zero, oh, and he's fought who? I, I didn't even know who this guy was yesterday until Reed told me because he's a big FIFA player, and it's KSI's younger brother Deji that that Jake Paul knocked out first. Who? Okay. Fuck, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then the number two was Nate Robinson, who again is yeah. like way shorter, probably hasn't really been training too too much. Like he's a former athlete. Like, congrats, he's a basketball player, not a fighter. Knocks him out. And then now Ben Askren, who looked like a bag of milk, as the announcers put it. So I don't know, man. How would you count him as three and zero? Are these sanctioned fights? I don't hey, get Nate it. Nate Robinson, Nate Robinson, also thirty six years old, NBA former NBA player, five foot nine, one hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah, yeah. Like this is a joke. Yeah, this is such a joke. Oh man, I don't know. I I really, really, really want to see someone go in the ring. And just beat the brakes off of Jake Paul or Logan Paul. I, I, dude, I think Evander Kane could do it, man. <laughs> I think so too. Imagine him or Ryan Reeves in the ring with this guy, like fighting yeah. them. These well, guys he, wouldn't care either. No, like the NHL think, players wouldn't yeah. care. <laughs> and the thing about uh, like Evander Kane, he's literally named after Evander Holyfield. Like his dad was a boxer. <laughs> like he's got the background, he's got the training, he he knows the sport. I think he'd be yeah. the perfect match. I think they're pretty similar in size too. Um, but yeah, man, I think that'd be a good tilt. And you and know what the thing is too is that the MMA and UFC fighters, I feel like a lot of them at the point in their lives that Ben Askren is, they have the mentality of like they don't care anymore and they're not fighting within their own discipline. They're not fighting in the MMA or UFC. So it's like, okay, just collect the money and get out of here. And who cares? Like you're just grabbing a huge paycheck and move on with your life. Evander Kane would like not want to lose because well, also the dead he's in. Yeah. But he would not want to lose because of the, the embarrassment reputation that it would have on hockey players. Yeah. Right. Like he would want to go in there and absolutely beat the brakes off this guy for the sake of hockey players in general. Like I could, I would imagine he would go in there. He would train properly and be ready to go for this. Like nothing before, like probably he'd probably be more prepared for that fight than he would be for like a regular NHL season. I I 100% agree with that statement. And it's pretty crazy to see now they're doing like all the, all the other social media influencers want to get in on the action because they see oh, there's so much money here and and now they're doing like the youtube versus tiktok boxing like match yeah Have you seen that? And it's, it's like, so dumb it's like rice hall whoever the fuck that is and 
Austin McBroom or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, they're, I feel like they're just making a mockery mockery of the sport of boxing yeah, at this point. But the, I think they're making a mock. Well, they are because they're making a mockery of me too because they're getting paid fucking five million <laughs> a piece to just step in the ring. Yeah. Plus another million dollar knockout bonus. It's like who the hell's yeah. funding this event? Man, like, tr- there were okay, man, good for Triller for be- making itself what it is. Like like the lineup they had, not in terms of the fighters, but in terms of just like the people presenting. Like you would like Snoop Dogg hosting. You had a bunch of like famous rappers and whatever like that, and, and and like artists and Justin Bieber and the Black Keys like perform. Then you have Pete Davidson as like the color. He's like going around interviewing the fighters, and he's like, "Yeah, like I'm on your side, Astrid. Like Jake Paul's a piece of shit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like, how the hell do they afford this? But whatever, man. Good for them. They're clearly yeah. doing something right. Boxing is is if you were a boxer and trained your whole life to be a boxer, it would be a terrible time to be in that in that occupation. Yeah, seriously. Imagine you were a real boxer and this is going on. Like okay, imagine a real boxer got in a ring with one of these guys. Like, yeah. how quickly do you think it would turn for them, for like these YouTube and TikTok stars and stuff? How fast do you think it, the tides would turn? Like, like I would imagine though they wouldn't. No, do they it, wouldn't man. do it. No, they wouldn't do it. They're considering themselves like real boxers and real fighters. And once someone who is a real fighter or a real boxer goes in there with them. I think it would just be lights out. Like it would be. Yeah, but they they wouldn't accept it unless they were over thirty six years old or more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they've been retired for five years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, haven't done anything. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, it's just a mockery. It's just kind of like getting just too much. Like it's annoying. I know, like all the boys are texting about it yesterday, just being like, "This is tough to watch." Like this whole production is just hard to watch at this point. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. But you want to talk about productions that are not hard to watch? I just finished Drive to Survive on Netflix, that season three, the like new season yes. that just came out for the 2020 yeah. season. I know we've talked about it on here before, but that show is unreal. Like I I, I I cannot recommend it enough for people who just enjoy like I don't even know. It, it's not like a documentary because it's like it's like live right it's almost live like it just follows like just the previous season so it's like keeping up to date with everything so i guess like in some ways it is a documentary because it's not like as things are happening but like it's so entertaining like the drama that happens the team switching the guys like the inner competition between teams and how like the managers and stuff go back and forth and then I ended up watching this morning while I was working out. I saw that there was a race on this morning. I just put it on the TV while I was downstairs. And it's so, it's, it's pretty entertaining to watch, honestly. Like I'm actually getting more and more into it and like cheering for certain guys or like want certain guys to win. And it's actually becoming like an enjoyable sport to watch. Yeah. See, you actually know like what's going on. It's not like you're just a bunch of guys zipping around the track. Like you know all the implications and what's at stake and the rivalries yeah. that are happening. So you're a little bit more informed, which of course like makes it like yeah, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy watching it more when you know what's going on. But even yeah. like as a like my mom watched Drive to Survive and absolutely loved it. And like she wasn't a big race car fan, probably still isn't, but she like thoroughly <laughs> yeah. like it's the show's for anybody. Like if you enjoy like just if you enjoy like athletics and like competing yeah and draw it's like a little bit for everyone so it's a great show highly recommend i i kind of wish that they could like find a way to make it into or bring it into other sports like i know amazon is doing one for the leafs 
And I don't know if you saw that, like it's going to be released before the next season, before next year, because they're following them this year, like throughout the entire year. And I feel like that will be kind of similar to like what's going on with the drive to survive kind of thing. If they can make it continue to make a series out of it, I feel like it'll become so much more entertaining and bring new fans into the sport because like getting to understand the behind the scenes stuff and what's going on there and how the everyday operations work, I feel it gives a whole new appreciation for the actual sport itself. And I feel like it brings people into it that may not have otherwise understood or enjoyed it as much. Like I was never a car guy in general, or let alone a racing kind of person, like in who or someone who enjoyed that. And I started watching this series and now I'm like actually intrigued as to how it's going on. Because like you said, like, you understand the rivalry, you understand the business behind it. You understand the everyday life that these guys are going through. And it's like, okay, now there's like some kind of tie into it that I'm actually curious as to how it's going. And I don't mind flipping it on the TV and just watching to see how it turns out. Like, it's like putting on golf Sunday, like on Sunday and just hanging out. And the best part is you can watch it before the golf comes on. Like it's, it's in the morning every day or every, every Sunday, the races are. So you can just watch it in the morning, hang out, not be overly invested, tune in on the first couple of laps, tune in when the last 15, 20 laps and you're good to go. Like you've seen it all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty electric, man. Yeah. It's good. And it's such a chill sport. Like, well, I mean, it's not chill, but it, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a long event. So yeah, you can kind of like, not really, like you said, not be too invested. And then it's just something, it's like something to have on in the background, kind of check in on every now and then go to the kitchen, make your breakfast, come yeah. back to the living room, do your work if you need to, and just have it going on. Golf's the same way, but it's, yeah, it, it's, it's great. It's a cool sport. Like I was it telling is. you before the episode started, it's like, I, I hopefully assuming COVID is kind of better than it is now and and i am able to go on exchange next fall mm-hmm. one of the one of the things on my bucket list or and what i want to do when i get out there is just hop on a flight go to italy and i think like monza the monza and uh, italy event lines up pretty well with like when i'm in will be in spain so I'm gonna just right. catch a flight over to italy and get a little fucking ticket to even if it's like just general admission like and i'm not even by the track i don't care like just being in that atmosphere <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. if a ferrari driver were to win Oh my god! Oh go to my god. Like the local Italian be... pub—it would be nuts. It'd be insane. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool to be a part of. So, have you heard anything about that exchange and what's going to go on there? Or... Uh, I just—I so my exchange director, or whatever, messaged or sent me an email saying like I've been nominated for the institution Universidad de Dusto is where I'm I'm gonna go, right? Uh, if everything works out, but I'm supposed to hear back from the actual Spanish university shortly. Uh, she said like between now and i don't know she said it was supposed to be on like the april after the april 15th within a few business days so if i don't hear back by monday i'll probably or like maybe tuesday next week i'll probably just send another email and be like hey let me know but yeah i don't know because what would restrict you from going uh non-essential travel if there's no Uh, non-essential travel still permitted then i i'm staying and then I could probably I just like reschedule it for next week or next uh, semester or whatever the case may be. <laughs> right. Okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Well, it's too bad that that's going on, but at least you got uh, in. So like you kind of yeah. have that opportunity sitting there, but yeah, it's uh how's exams going right now? Cause you're in those. I think you wrote one on Saturday, didn't you? Yeah. I had back to back Friday, Saturday. Uh, oh. I had operations management on Friday night. Uh, I'm doing pretty well in the course right now. So I, I needed a, and like with the with everything going on right now uh, with COVID and online education, they give us like one opportunity to to CR a course, 
And that okay. basically means if you pass the course, you can CR it. And it means like the grade that you get doesn't affect your GPA. Okay. Uh, and like, I have to maintain a certain average to stay in my program. So if I get a shitty grade that's below like the required grade I need to meet to meet progression, I can just like, no, it's like, like I'm not taking that grade. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, as, as long as I pass. So uh, I was at, at a point where I needed like 19% on the final exam. It was like a 40 or 45% final. So it's really heavily weighted. I didn't think I did that well on it, but I needed a 19% on the final to pass. And I definitely think I got that. So I'll probably end <laughs> up just like snipping that grade. Uh, then I had one the next day for entrepreneurship. I think it went pretty well. And then my next one's on the 23rd, uh, oper- uh, organizational behavior. And then I have my marketing on the 27th. And then that's so, it. Yeah, I got, I got a good gap between my last two, which is nice. And then that's yeah. it. And then I'm home sweet home. You can kind of just cruise into those, like get a good amount of studying in each day and not overwhelm yeah. yourself with it, which is nice. Because it's exactly. always like that you have like a good amount of time between them too, because there's always like that back and forth between you have too much time and you almost like forget about it. And then you don't have enough time at all. So you just like cram the studying in and you have like, like you said, like your Friday, Saturday, like um, what was your studying like for that? Cause you're probably trying to switch back and forth between the two. Then after Friday, you're trying to jam in for Saturdays and stuff. Like you're it's horrible. It's horrible. Good. Thursday yeah. night, I, I stayed up till 4 a.m. Uh, I stayed up till 4 a.m. on Thursday night studying until for, for a noon exam. So I didn't get a lot of sleep. I woke up at like 10.30. I'm like, fuck, like just ate breakfast quickly and had a cup of tea and I was ready to go. And then the next night, I wasn't as nervous for because it was like only a 15% wait for the entrepreneurship exam. So I'm like, uh, it's going to take a back seat. Didn't touch it until after, oh, this is the barking you hear is, is something else I got to talk about on the pod. Um, <laughs> And then my, so it was 15% weight. I didn't really like care as much about it. I, right. I was doing pretty well in the course. So I, I just like, didn't really touch it until like 7 PM the night before the exam. And then I probably finished at like 1 AM and got up at like seven for, for, for the eight, eight, eight o'clock exam. So okay, yeah, the rest of my exams are all at like eight, eight thirty AM, which is pretty shitty, but I got enough time. Okay. So let's hear about the dog. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah so the, the barking that's going on. Uh, Reed goes home for a few days. My roommate, my downstairs neighbor here. Yeah. And he, uh, he comes back and he goes, Riley, I, I have a surprise for you. Come out of your room. Like, come see, come see. And I had just finished up my exam. kind of like going back to bed at this point. I kind of tired. And I go out, there's a dog just like trotting through our basement. I'm like, what the hell? Like, he's like, yeah, man, this is my dog from back home. Aria. Like she's going to be staying with us until the end of the year. Yeah, that's like that's unreal. So we have a new we have a new roommate. We got a little dog that's that's running around. She we're having a little get well, not a get together, but we just like the roommates were were kind of drinking last night and watching the fight. So she was just hanging out with the guys and yeah, she's a she's why, a very, why did he bring the welcome. dog back? I don't know. He just wanted company. Like I don't, he just wanted like his his friend from home to to kind of join him and and <laughs> I don't know, man. He just missed his dog and and like we weren't doing anything really. So. And I think, I think it's like his dog where like the dog likes him more than anyone else in his family. So she missed him and got you. He missed her. It just worked. Just worked. Yeah. It's a good situation all around. Yeah, nice to have good. like a dog just chilling in the house too. Yeah. We like dog proofed her backyard and made like makeshift fences. So it can't escape. Apparently she's good a flight risk. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's jokes. Yeah. Cause I saw like your Snapchat. You were like, uh, it was a photo of the dog and you just said rents do new roommate. That's yeah. pretty funny. Nice to have her around though. Good, uh, good old companion oh, for everybody. Yeah. How'd she do with everyone else in the house? 
Oh, dude, she's the most she's the most friendly dog ever. She just gives everyone kisses and is a little nervous at first, but then she kind of came around and and got settled. Um, right. So I think she's I think she's happy seeing Reed one and and kind of ex- getting new experiences. Okay. <laughs> yeah, living in a new place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so many new smells and, and sights and sounds. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, okay, there's one thing I want to talk about. Uh, yesterday I was watching baseball, hanging out on the couch, just chilling. And um, it was the Blue Jays, because they had had a rain delay the other day, the game got canceled. The games got pushed. And it's something that they do in this sport that they don't do in any other sports. And it was that they'll play two games in one day. But what I didn't even realize until yesterday was that when they do that, they shorten the length of the game from nine innings down to seven. So they, rather than play like a full regulation nine inning game, they switch it down to seven. And I, I started thinking first, how interesting is that, that that's something they're just allowed to do. Like they just cut it down nine innings now it's seven and then on the other hand imagine in the nhl like especially now with covid going on like okay you got covid delay you missed a couple games rather than reschedule for like down the road they just stack two games on top of each other and then just instead of playing two three period games they cut it and they play two halves like they play two 20 minute halves and then they play again later in the day i could not imagine it in any other sport no man, that's insane. I mean, baseball yeah. is pretty is pretty relaxed. I mean, I'm sure the pitchers' arms are just fried by the like the second game. Yeah, but like I couldn't imagine that in hockey. They'd be like, "What the hell is this? Like the silver stick right now? Like, there's no way I'm I'm playing two games in the same day." Yeah. It's well, terrible. the other thing I thought of is like, imagine think about how much they talk about like, oh, we can't like back to backs is so hard to do, and playing three games in four nights is so hard, and then. Think about when we were kids and you go and play like a minor hockey tournament. You play two games Friday, two games Saturday, and then potentially play... three games Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine these, like that's literally seven games in three days. And these guys yeah. are like three games, four days, bagger. Like, can't yeah. do it. <laughs> like, what? Like a homestand, too. There's no flying, no nothing involved. Three games, four days. And you're just gas, like you're sitting guys out by game three because you you're not gonna risk injury and stuff. I'm like, yeah. man, we're pushing seven games in in three days. Like, how is this not acceptable? <laughs> like, yeah, but it's just I just thought it was wild that they actually like just switch a regulation game from nine to seven like that. What like I didn't even know that baseball did have two games on the same day. Like, I, I'm yeah, not, I don't double really follow header. baseball. That's pretty crazy. Like, I thought double headers were just like back to back days. I didn't know no. double headers were like literally like. Yeah. The next, so do they do they finish the game, go back to the hotel, and like mentally prepare for like a couple hours, or do they just stay at the stadium? The game ends, and then it's like, oh, let's do this again. I would imagine they just stay at the stadium. Like I couldn't. I th- I'm pretty sure the game, the next game starts like pretty quickly after. Like I think the turnaround time between one game to the next is pretty quick. I don't know for sure. I probably should have checked. And like I don't know what the start times were yesterday. Maybe I can see. Um, but like. I don't think they would waste the time to go home between. No. Yeah, I can't imagine they would. And what would you do? Just like maybe eat lunch? They probably have lunch provided them in the clubhouse, like some food, some beverage. <laughs> yeah. The, and those guys, what they do, like what they eat is so funny too. Like there's no way these guys are having like some pasta and stuff in the room. Like they they don't care. Burgers. Like, 
Yeah, whatever's quick and easy. The boys are down for it. They don't really care. They bring like a barbecue, a George Foreman grill out into the into the dugout, and they're just like, "All right, guys, like, well done. Who who wanted well done?" They're eating with the other team. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I uh, I just thought that was pretty crazy that they actually play like double headers like that, and they switch them to nine from nine innings to seven. I don't yeah, know. only baseball for sure. Yeah. Oh, 100%. No other sports. The only other one that I could think like maybe is the NBA. And like, I still don't think the NBA was would even consider that because like the NBA is pro- probably more or less physically demanding than the NHL. And that's the only other one that has like a ton of games in a season. Like, I think soccer would just be too physically exhausting from all the running. Yeah, uh, coughing football, up blood after game two. Yeah, like American football is just l- literally not possible. Like you cannot do two in one day. You're only they about think one of, a week. Yeah, exactly. One game a week. So there's no way that they could pull off two in the same day. And then the NHL, I think, is just at the pro level. It's so crash and bang, going so hard for that long. Like I don't, I don't know. I think that playing back to backs isn't that bad, but playing two in the same day would be pretty nuts. The NBA is literally the only other one I could think like, yeah, I could see them squeezing two into one day because I don't think it would be that bad. That being said, I still don't, I don't see a situation where they would do it. There's no chance. There's no chance. No, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of, that was my observation of, of the uh, Saturday. That was kind of what went down. I literally just hung out, watched, finished the formula one series and then watched uh, some blue Jays baseball. That's a and great Saturday. It. Oh, and we watched, I watched last night, Thunder Force. Watched it with my parents. We were just like, hey, had dinner and like sitting downstairs. No Leafs mm-hmm. game on a Saturday, kind of wild. But watched this movie, Thunder Force. It was so dumb, man. <laughs> it was so dumb. <laughs> like, I, I've seen it. I've seen it on the Netflix page. And like, dude, I'm a huge movie guy. I'll literally watch anything and everything. But I saw like just like, all I needed to see was like the picture. And I'm like, who's in it? It was like, Melissa like McCarthy, yeah, Jason okay, yeah. Bateman. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, no thanks. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like funny, but it's stupid funny. Yeah. Like Jason Bateman, they have these things that are called like miscreants. So like this something from space hit earth and now they all have these like superpowers, but they're like villains, these people. And Jason Bateman is what he calls a half creant because he got bit in the nuts by a radioactive crab. <laughs> so his arms turned to crab arms. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. This is like some shit that happens in it. Maybe so I have like, to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 you can't go into it though thinking it's like a legit superhero movie. Like the point of it is that it's like stu- like it's stupid. That's like the yeah. whole point of it. So like Melissa Who McCarthy and yeah exactly i can't even remember what the i you would know who the other person in it is um i just can't think of her name right now octavia spencer she's the other person oh, in it with yeah, melissa yeah, mccarthy okay. and uh like they both like octavia spencer decides like her whole life's mission is to stop these uh these miscreants and create like real superheroes and then uh melissa mccarthy ends up becoming a superhero with her and they fight crime to stop it it's like it's the dumbest movie ever but it's it's like kind of funny because it's like so stupid you like yeah, you know what i mean it's just like one of those yeah it's just yeah. stuff happening for an hour and a half and you're just like, All right, basically yeah. basically yeah, it's, it's like, roll with it yeah it's literally just stuff happening so yeah that was that was my saturday that's what i got up to 
that's a great Saturday still, even with that the half Korean debacle going on. Yeah, when he said like what happened in the movies, like explains like his whole situation. I was actually just like dying. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. pretty funny. That's pretty good because <laughs> he literally just has like crab arms. That's it. Like that's what he has the entire movie. He has crab arms, and he just like walks around. And he explains why, like why he has it. Like this movie is so dumb, <laughs> but yeah, pretty funny. But uh, before we wrap up the show here, Miggy, do you want to get into uh, a final segment of this or that? Absolutely. Haven't done it in a while, so no. let's get rid of it. All right. This and that, this and that, this and that, this and that, this is a dog. Okay, our uh, I only got a couple here for us, but I think you'll find find them pretty intriguing. The first one is a little bit soft, but regardless, uh, live in your dream house for free, but you have to clean it yourself, or live in any house, so even your current house, but it magically cleans itself for you. Huh. That's a tough one. Actually, not really. I'd rather live my dream house for free. Are you kidding me? Cleaning's not that big of a pain in the ass. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. When I, when I first read it, I was like, oh, yeah, it would be sick to have it magically clean itself. But then I like read it again. And I was like, I could just live in the house I want for free. And I can just clean it. Like, I'll just not be a slob and I'll just make sure I take care of it. Like, that's so easy. Yeah, if, it's your, if it's your dream house, you'll probably clean it. Like, yeah, exactly. You like, hopefully, you're going to take care of that thing. But then even like, like if you're not paying any utilities or any like upkeep, yeah, you ha- you'll probably have leftover money to like hire a maid. <laughs> yeah, money. Money for- no, but- I think that the I think that the stipulation here is that you have to clean it yourself. Okay, if so you personally, I thought I thought it was like you can still clean it not by yourself, but it just it's not magically cleaned. But I guess no, like, I think you right. you have to clean it yourself. Okay, that's the okay. that's the stipulation here. Still, man, I honestly don't even mind cleaning. Just throw some like throw an album on, or just throw some like music on, and, and just go about your Sunday. Like, yeah, have Formula One going on in the background. And just <laughs> yeah, tidy up, and you kind of like feel good about it. Like after you look around and you're like, I did that. It's yeah, great. I accomplished that today. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. I did. What you exactly? Do? I clean. It looks it looks good. No, I'm on the same page as you here. I, I first, like when I first started, I thought that living in any house and magically cleaning itself would be the way to go. But yeah. I, after I read it again, I was like, no, definitely dream house and clean it yourself. Like it's not that difficult. And then the mm-hmm. other thing I thought of is that, do you remember that like Disney movie where the smart house? No, I don't think I've ever seen that. Man, or I can't Lock- remember. Lesser house. No, I can't remember what it's called, but basically like the house turns against them. That's Monster House, is it not? Is it? No, no. It's literally called Smart House. It's a Disney movie. Oh. It's called Smart House. And I'm pretty sure the house, like, turns against them. And, like, it has, like, these, like, smart, like, maids and stuff. Like, robot maids or something. And then the house ends up turning against them. And it turns into, like, a whole nightmare of, like, having to battle off these, like, this smart house that's, like, taking over. Oh, my God. <laughs> so- Dude, that yeah. sounds so similar to, to Monster House. Really. I've never even heard of Monster House. Really? Google it. You've probably seen it, honestly. It's kind of a, kind of a great flick. No, I don't think I've seen Monster House. 
maybe like maybe a while ago and i just don't remember it but i can't uh i can't recall i can't recall what happens in this movie so not not entirely sure but okay it's, do you want to it's written but monster house is written by the same guy who wrote uh like who writes for rick and morty and community oh okay good, good writer good writer okay fair enough but, but yeah man like it's it's a good flick recommend it <laughs> yeah. um all right, the next one we have here is would you rather be trapped in an elevator or stranded on an island? I'm thinking stranded on an island. Is this Freedom. forever? This is, this is forever, right? Yeah, I, I I think so, yeah. I think stranded on an island. Like you have the freedom, probably water around you, sunshine. You can make like some sort of shelter and try to live your own like sustainable life out there. Yeah, like, live off the elements and Yeah. Whereas like in an elevator let's assume that people can get food to you somehow because otherwise you just immediately die. Like I think, right? Like I think that's the, but if you're trapped in an elevator, there's just nowhere to go. Like I feel, I think you would go insane. I think you'd go insane faster in an elevator than you would stranded on an Island. Cause you might still go yeah. in, insane on an Island. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, I'd go island too, man. I think you again, like you have the opportunity to kind of use the resources to your advantage. Yeah. Whereas elevator, you're a little more helpless. Stranded on an island, you can always cut down some trees and make those big like SOS out of logs for anything flying <laughs> yeah. overhead. Uh, yeah. You can potentially make a raft depending on where the island is. Um, and hopefully there's possibilities. Like there's many there possibilities. There's Whereas hope. in an elevator, there's just yeah, just walls, claustrophobia, four walls, yeah. four walls tight. Maybe it could drop at any time. You never know. It's terrifying. I hate elevators, man. <laughs> really? Stuff. Well, I mean, I don't like, like, I wouldn't want to be trapped in one. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. Fair enough. Okay. Last one here. Uh, when I read it, it was in miles per hour. So I converted it to this. That's why it's this number, but run 160 kilometers an hour. So be able to run 160 kilometers an hour or be able to teleport, but you can only go 50 feet at a time. Oh my god. Um I'd probably teleport honestly. You think? Yeah, cuz like you could go through walls, I would assume. Mhm. But would you just would you just have to like envision where you want to go and just like close your eyes and be there? Uh because teleporting, you can do it from standing still. You can do it from sitting down. You can do it from standing up. You can do it from for running. Like you could do anything to to move here. And you like fifty feet is like a pretty pretty decent distance. Like I just feel like it's not far enough. I think it would be way more advantageous to run one hundred and sixty kilometers an hour. Oh, like how shit. many? Okay. No, 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 it's definitely not far enough. Yeah. Because, like, how far would you say, like, Aurora to Markham is? It's, like, 30 kilometers, isn't it? About that. So, yeah. let's say, like, for me to get to your house, I don't even know. <laughs> the math in my head of, like, how many times I would have to continue to teleport in order to get to your house. Okay, well, like, so it's 15 meters, like, is 50 feet. Okay. So probably a lot of time teleporting. That's a lot of teleporting to get to your house. Or I could just run 160 kilometers an hour to your house, which yeah. I would not be able to do if I were to drive. And, and you get there in like 10 minutes. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think I'm going 160 kilometers an hour. I think it would also just make like everything else in your life a lot easier if you could run yeah. that fast. I'm going running 100. I'm going to change my answer. I'm going the running too because then I just I'd go in the Olympics and get some sponsorship deals. Yeah. And- and just be the the face of Gatorade, like Usain. Get the, get out of my. You'd face. be like a dash in the Incredibles. Remember when he's like running yeah. a race at the end, and he like speeds past, and then he slows down, and then he speeds yeah. past, and he slows down because he was like looking to see if he's going too fast. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like dash, you're like just flying. Yeah. You're like wait, wait, exactly. wait. <laughs> yeah. No, I think 160 kilometer kilometers an hour is e- the easy one here. I think it saves you a lot of things too. Imagine you're like leaving a concert downtown. You're trying to get to the bus, and you're like cutting it oh my god yeah just run there as quick as you can but like if you're gonna teleport you're like think about it get there and you're like and then again you'll have to like keep teleporting in order to get to the bus stop just be it'd just be annoying at that point do you think you get sore like do you think your legs would be like would you feel it or would you just be able to do it and like i think you just do it i think you can just do it (laughs) okay that's good yeah i don't know if my legs (laughs) are like you tear a quad like at 160 kilometers an hour, you take a oh, speed tumble, you die, man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's yes. hope our legs are in, are in good shape and like what you said is true, where we just can do it and not have to worry about our, our like muscular Physical conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh but yeah, that does it for our this or that's for this episode. And I think, McGee, we're pretty much at the end of episode 75 now. Yeah, we're pretty much at the end of episode 75. I think we had some great insights uh, into kind of what we want to do next with the, the lads skincare uh, the tournament and how we're going to present it. And and then we talked about a little bit about the the dinner. Yeah, um, we're going to we're, we're striving to get the lads skin co uh, founder on the pod next week, uh, along with potentially another entrepreneur. Um, yeah, we got a lot of big things in the works. Uh, and then also on top of that, we have we're, we're getting into a little uh, a little humanitarian a little bit humanitarian work. We're supporting people who are who are better people than I, and are <laughs> involved in the uh, heart and stroke, uh, like by cycling for for funding fundraising for cancer research. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, they're doing that. We're gonna have them on probably to talk about a little bit what they're doing later on. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff in the works. So we're super excited to bring that all to you. Uh, yep. And yeah, that's about it. That's, episode, about, all that's about it. Yeah, that's about all she wrote. Episode 75, you know the drill. Catch us next week. Same time, same place, same launch shares. Cheers, lads and lad outs. Cheers. Cheers.